Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello everyone, Tupac Ardencast, and it's weird. It's weird hearing my voice opening this. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll know that Rob can't make it this time out. I hope he's back soon. I do miss him. I'm not a massive fan of doing solo cast, but we can't miss the five star. We can't miss the five star finals. So we're, I'm, I'm, fuck it. I'm doing it live. What I'm gonna do here, because I haven't actually watched it yet. I know how it turns out. I won't spoil it. I'm gonna let it escalate. Um, but. I haven't watched it yet because it got spoiled for me and you know what it's like when wrestling gets spoiled it kind of you're just sort of sulking for a wee while and then it's like ah fine I'm, I'm gonna watch it anyway and it ends up being just as good so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch each match and then give my immediate reactions to the match partly because I can't be asked taking notes but also I just find when I'm doing a solo cast this is how I prefer to do it like when I used to do a young lion on my own, I that's how I did it for like the G1 or the best of Super Juniors. I'd watch the match and immediately jump into reviewing it because <laughs> it's I know it's just easier. Automatic reactions to matches are great because when I have time to think, I overanalyze it and like play 3D chess against myself. So I think this is the best way to do it. And yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just jump into it. So I just watched Mama Watanabe defeat um, Sai Reader with the B driver, and that was great. That was really good. Oh my god, that is like a testament to what the wrestlers of stardom can do when given six minutes. I don't think there's anywhere that's better at short sprints than stardom, and this kind of just shows it. The, the story is obvious. Sai Reader's on zero points in her first five star. She desperately does not want to end on zero points because then she's in the ranks of like Ren Narita and the rest of Super Juniors. And you don't, you don't want to be a young lion. You want to come off as something cool. Like Saya managed, even the other Saya managed to get victory. So, you know, she doesn't want to end it badly. And she did. Um, she, but the beginning was ace. She was just kept going for roll-ups because, of course, she did. Because if you look at her other matches, she just came out the gate with, like, chops and drop kicks, trying to throw bombs. And especially against, like, Momo, but also against other opponents she had, like, Jungle. Of course that wasn't going to end well. That was never going to end well. So, of course, she just goes for the roll-ups because it's not going to end well if you go for bombs. It actually didn't go well when she tried to throw bombs because when Momo throws out a kick, it, she sells it like a gunshot. Oh my god. And this, again, it's just a testament to short term storytelling. Momo finally put it down with a B driver in like what felt like a fully complete story within six and a half minutes. That's beautiful. That's an amazing feat. Because 
short matches like the champion carnival they don't feel complete like when zeus and um swarma went to eight minutes that didn't feel complete but here with two minutes less it feels complete i'm never going to not be amazed by that by how they can take the time and perfectly pace the match to fit that time this gets a mid to high seven this is really good definitely sire's best performance of the tournament and oh my god i'm just this has me hyped now i'm just looking forward to the rest of the shows now because this was great worth noting here um himika beat saki kashima in a non-tournament match but i'm not reviewing non-tournament matches there's so much to get through anyway i'm going to review the entirety of the finals but on random block nights as is normal protocol we're not bothering with random off night singles or tag matches i'm sorry i'm sorry but we just don't have the time i'm sorry but Himika beat um, Saki Kashima, and from there we just move on. Uh, Def Yamasan, the eternal spoiler. Um, just Def Yamasan just beat Konami in five minutes with a roll up. Um, Konami went for like a triangle answer, and then Def Yamasan rolled through. And this is fine. This is like again, it was like every Def Yamasan match except at one point Konami did a really nice German suplex on it, but other than that, it's every Def Yamasan match. I'm not going to rant, because, like, Def Yamasan's harmless, apart from when she's playing spoiler, but that's kind of her point. She is, like, what, Yano is in G1, what Sakuraba is in the N1. It's weird, because they were like, okay, we need someone to do quick spoiler matches, so we're going to get, like, an MMA guy instead of a comedy person. It, it just sort of show there's a dissonance there. But yeah, this this was fine. Like five out of ten. I don't care. I don't care about Def Yamasan matches. Let's just move on. Like I don't care about Def Yamasan matches, but I'm I'm willing to move on if you are. Quick interjection with a non tournament tag match, Rio and Jungo beat Hannon and Starlight Kid with Jungle using a sharpshooter on Hannon. Okay, let, let's move on because nobody cares. It has taken about five million and a half years. But, but, Natsuko Tora put on an actual, like, match with a structure and moves. I'm honestly just so surprised. And she didn't hang anyone. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. Um, so this is Natsuko Tora being a zoomie in about seven and a half minutes with the Marishitten. I can't say it properly. That's that's what Rob's normally for. Um but this was this was grand Azumi playing cat and mouse at the beginning, that was some good shit. Azumi's like by far an MVP of his tournament. When at some point I'm gonna put together like my um averages of people's ratings in this tournament to sort of have a definitive list of who I think was best. Toro would be near the bottom, which is a shame. Um this sort of proves that when Toro can put things together it can be something good because this was a good little seven and a half minute match. I'd give it like a high six verging on a seven. Um if Azumi had a bit more of a hope spot. She didn't have much of a hope spot in this match. Um some roll ups, some really good roll ups. She's great at roll ups um and a really good top rope stomp because she's just good at everything is Azumi she's 17 and she's like one of the best wrestlers um one of the best wrestlers in the world and she's 17 I hate her I hate her I don't like talented young people I don't like talented young people who are younger than me that's not allowed that's not allowed I feel so <laughs> inadequate next to some of these wrestlers but this is great this is unbelievable well, I say great it's great by Tora's standards I'm just kind of mad that she didn't see this potential through the rest of the five star 
now that it's nearing its end. Like, I'm still down on a way to tie it. I'm kind of happy that B's back. Spoilers. Big spoilers. <laughs> like, with a way to tie it, they're just lost right now. Like, I get Saki had to pull out because of injury. But I don't think her involvement in this would be much more help. Even, like, um, I don't know. Would Natsu Sumire being in there help also? I don't think it would. I think they really do need the Gaijins. They need Session Moth. They need B. And they need Jamie. And in my opinion, anyway. I know some people have been defending Tora. I think they're wrong, personally. Like, I get the argument of that we need sort of rogue elements in a round robin tournament like this. But when I think of a rogue element, I'm thinking of, like, say, if you're looking for G1, Yano or Jay White with his interference. But, like, this goes into evil territory of just go away. I'm so done with you. Like, evil right now or Tamatonga, just ah, go away. <laughs> It'll hopefully get better now that the Gaijin's back. But, like, I'm not holding out hope. I'll have to tell you, sort of been the worst thing about stardom since stardom came back. And it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. So, between that match and this one, I took a wee break. I got myself one of those Monster Energy drinks that has so much sugar and so much caffeine. But by the end of this recording, I'm going to be able to see through time. You're going to slowly descend into madness with me, and it's going to be great. Is this madness? Because Tulsa just had one of the best matches of the tournament. May force her to sell the leg, which we'll get on to, because the start was fun as well. We were all jumping around, you know, Tulsa doing her car. We were all fun stuff. And then she left her leg open on the apron and May pulled it down. And she was selling it for basically the rest of the match. She had some hope spots where she could have been selling the leg more. Like, she hit kicks. And to be fair, she did hesitate before going for the pin to sell the leg. Which is... It's a sign of improvement, which I'm very happy to see. But... And I do sound like a broken record when it comes to Saya matches. She didn't sell it at all after the shooting star press. And she basically lands on her knees there. Like... It's weird to me that she has, like, the facials and everything else and the charisma. Like, again, Wrestling Psychology 102 without 101 where sell the fucking leg. But she did show great times improvements. Her hope spots had me on edge. I literally thought in some of those roll-ups and on that shooting star that she might have Mayo. And then Mayo basically just bombs her and wins with the dragon suplex. Which I'm really enjoying as a finisher. I'm really enjoying people... Using alternative moves, we've said this in every podcast as well, but it goes, uh, it bears repeating that those extra moves they add drama to a match, and it also means when she does, when Mayo eventually does hit the double step dragon, it means something, which is great. It's what people think, it's what people complain about. Oh, finishes mean nothing. What stardom finishes mean so much. <laughs> they mean a ton. Has Jungle Kiana even hit the Jungle Bomb? throughout this whole thing. I'm pretty sure she hit the Jungle Buster, but not the Jungle Bum. And, it's, yeah, it's mate, has Momo hit the Peach Sunrise, has Itami done the Torture Bomb. I honestly, they're not coming to mind. I'm sure they have, but, like, for the most part, like, we've been doing with splashes and, like, alternative moves, which is great and amazing. And I love May. I love Mayo so much. She's definitely Superstar of the Year, well, Wrestler of the Year, despite... Brand, I'm trying to think he might beat her. Maybe Masato Tanaka, but he's done nothing since dropping the title. Maybe Nakajima in Noah. But he's nowhere near as consistent as May. Maybe. 
I'm struggling. Shingo. It's between. I think it's between Mayu, Shingo, and Suzuki. I think that's fair to say. In in terms of what I watch, I obviously can't watch all the wrestling of the world. But Mayu's MVP of this tournament is a head pick, but she keeps getting eight out of tens. No one's getting eight out of tens consistently as Mayu. So I think in terms of a pure head pick, not a heart pick, it's Mayu. We shall see next time once I've tallied up everything. Because I'm not doing the tallying up for this podcast. This podcast is going to be long enough already. But this match is great. Go out your way to watch this match. Great 10 minute match. Again, 10 minutes and it feels like a epic. I, I don't know how we do it. I literally don't know how we do it, but it's amazing to me. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. That was the match of a five-star thus far, and with only one day to go after this, and only one match left on this card, which being um, Utami versus Micah, I don't think that's going to be topped. I can't see it being topped. It could possibly be topped. Well, there's Momo and Jungle on the last day, Mayu and Tam. Okay, there's plenty of opportunity for it to be topped, but oh my god. Tam is the master of matches that go around 10 minutes. She has another 9 out of 10 on, this is 9 out of 10 by the way, on under her belt that go around 10 minutes this year and that's the Kagetsu match from earlier in the year but I sort of put that down to they have a rich history which they made very explicit in the opening segment of that match and Kagetsu is as inherently special as Tam. I don't think Julia is anywhere near the level of a Kagetsu. But Julia was great here. Tam kind of just bombed her to begin with. And Ben went up top. And then we were slapping each other. Like proper slaps. Like, like ow. On the top. And then they, they were just scrambling to get their big moves in. There was a bit where Tam's trying to hit the um, tiger. Or dragon? Tiger? Tiger. It's the tiger she does. And um, Julia flips over and hits the backdrop driver ah ah oh my god amazing stuff and just amazing just they start bombing each other into the ground and i can't stress enough how much i love that this match is no filler at all i would take this kind of 10 minute sprint over a half hour okada match where the middle means absolutely nothing any fucking day just Go out your way to see this. Top 10 starter matches of the year. I'm trying to think what's above it. Loads is above it. But it definitely cracks the top 10, I feel. Great stuff. Just go out your way to watch this. You will not regret it. Then again, I, if you're listening to this and you've got this far in with just me talking, maybe you you probably have seen it, I, I think. But if you haven't and you're some weird person who just likes listening to my voice, First of all, hi, Jared, this is for you. I hope you're called Jared. And also, go watch this match. Jesus Christ, go watch this match. It's so good. Micah versus Utami was very good. It felt like if their match from the Cinderella tournament in March played out, which is good. Micah's power moves, I brought it up last time when she tried to pull them out against Jungle, and they didn't quite land because... I don't know, they didn't feel too powerful. They were more mi- they were hit and miss here, but there was actually hits. Um the brain buster she did was lovely, but the spine buster she did 
was not. So maybe drop Spinebuster, especially if you're going against Itami or Jungle, who are much bigger than you. But other than that, this is really fun. A lot of judo throws. A lot of judo throws. Like, oh my god, so many judo throws. Um, you do get the sense of, while these two may not hate each other, they definitely want to have one-up on each other. Like, you sort of got that in, five, in the Cinderella, excuse me. And that was definitely carried over here. Do I agree with it? It doesn't really matter if I agree with the result, does it? But yeah, I, I like how strong we've made Michael look. I like how strong we've made all of DDM look in the block stages so far. We, of course, still have the final day to go. But DDM looks strong. DDM looks almighty coming out of this, which they really solidified them in like the opposite way of which Oedetai has been established. It's really odd. But yeah, Utami was without a doubt the MVP here. Putting out some lovely bombs. Those Germans, especially the deadlift. Ugh, my god. I thought Micah had died. In terms of rating for this match, I'm feeling a light to mid 7. Uh, I might go high 7. It's really good. This was really good. I, a couple of things held it back. These two do gel, but something just held this back from greatness for me. I can't quite tangibly say it. It just didn't land for me. Although, what also didn't land for me was Ishii versus um, Desperado. And I keep getting told how good that is. So, maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I'm just completely stupid. Anyway, we're about to go on to the last day of block action. So, give me a second. I need to toss up the scores and see who is in contention going into the final day. Going into the last day, it looks like if my maths is right for blue stars, I, my maths might be wrong. I'm, this is why I'm only doing this briefly. Um, Momo isn't well. Momo's in it if um, Micah loses both, and then Utami loses to Shiri. So it's between Momo, Micah, and Utami. With Micah needing to win at least one of her two matches and having to have Utami lose. I think that's how it's falling in Blue Stars. Whereas in Red Stars, I think basically half a block's in there. Himika's still in there, Konami's still in there, Mae's still in there, Tam's still in there. So it really depends on what happens in those matches. Um, so Mayo Tam need to beat each other and then Konami needs to beat Himika. Really Himika's still reigning over this block. So who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Let, let let's find out together. You probably already know. I already know. I don't know why I'm pretending I don't already know. I already said it was spoiled for me. Oh, side note, side note, side note. Shiri also has two matches, so she is also only just holding on in there. She needs to win. Her matches too. Maths maths isn't my strong suit. I'm I'm talented in other ways. Ah yes, the battle of judo throws, and also some kicks. It was great. This was really good. Um, I love interfaction warfare. It's one of the reasons why I love the G1, and I loved it here. This is probably two of their stronger performances here. It's verging on an eight, not quite. It didn't have like the closing sequence. Four and eight, but like this was sort of an extended squash for Shiri. She kind of just put Micah down, which makes sense because she's a lot more tenured 
than Micah, who I think is still technically a rookie. I'm not sure. She hasn't been going for too long in any case. And to be fair, this is probably the best display of a power move because she just used it and it looks more like a belly-to-belly than a spinebuster. So good job, Micah. But beyond that, it was just getting kicked into the ground. And I don't know what to tell you. I do love kicks as well. I love Nakajima so much. Um, So I think if I'm right, Utami, because because, um, Micah holds the keys to her own destiny here. No, um because my <laughs> because Micah holds a win over Utami, that means that Utami needs to win her match later. But if Shuri wins, Shuri could go through. Yes, I think that's the case. Which is exciting. It might not be the case though. I think it is. Ah Maths is not my strong suit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, this match is great. Probably um, both women's one of the stronger performances of the tournament. I'm feeling a high seven, to be honest. A high seven. So close to an eight. Literally like an extra minute of an ending sequence and this would be an eight. <laughs> so, Starlight and Saya Kamatani decided to go out there and have a 2007 X Division match with all the same trappings as well, like not a lot of selling, but some cool moments like at the beginning we kept in the kip up together. And I was like, ooh, fuck me, that's amazing. Um, and then they were just sort of flipping around the ring, running into each other, and it was great and it was fun. It, well, that's a, it wasn't quite like a classic, but it was still really fun. And then Shuri debuted a new move, and this is what I really want to talk about. Good, because <laughs> the running shooting star is impressive, but like as a finish, it's diluted and I don't like it. And so this sort of falcon arrow thing that she brought out works perfectly for her, I think. Especially since she shows to be a good psychopath. That's a good psychopath move. So I'm I'm into it. I'm liking it. This is really good. I'm going to give it like a mid-seven, even a high seven. Yeah, I mean, this match is very mathematically unimportant. But in the grand scheme of things, you don't... You want to go out with five-star with as many victories as you can and this is a fairly big one for Saya so I, I'm into it I like it I like it a lot that was fine it was Julia versus Death and like, there's not much to say but he strangled each other with shirts at the beginning actually it's quite funny um, at the beginning Julia did like the Luigi thing from Smash Bros hit him with the throat looks like it knocked Death Yamatan out she played around with the limbs always fun to see and then Death Yamatan almost rolled her up and then after that they tried to kill each other by choking them with shirts. And then it was a Def Yamasan match. And I was unhappy that they hadn't succeeded with the shirts earlier. <laughs> Julie shows some personality. And then after the match, which she won, ending her five-star campaign on eight points. A respectable number for your first five-star campaign, but kind of in the shadow of both Shuri and Micah, who are still in it on the last day. Um, she's announced that at the Budokan in uh, the Yokohama Budokan, not like the Nippon, um, on October third, there's going to be a new member of Donna Del Mondo, which should be fun. I apparently there's rumors. I stay off of Joshi Twitter to avoid spoilers, so I don't know these rumors. I if I had to speculate, I know nothing but the wider world of Joshi, so it would be a bit ahead of me to speculate because I don't know about all that many names unless we're in like 
Tokyo Joshi Pro and reappear in DDT. So Sakiaki would be cool, but she's she's contracted, isn't she? So who knows? But still, like more uh, this roster does need a few more bodies, especially after a five star where everyone's been fighting each other. So nothing but a good thing can come from this. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! A match of a, a legitimate match of the year contender with <laughs> a sub ten minute runtime. When is the last time that happened? I cannot think of the last time that actually happened. This match was incredible. It was Tam versus Mayu. Mayu beat Tam. And, oh my god, it just sta- it started with a German suplex. It's like the first time Kawada and Misawa ever met, and Kawada straight away drops him with a backdrop. It's like, this sets up how important it is to these two. And then Mayu starts decimating Tam's leg. And then Tam just starts suplexing Mayu. And it was just an amazing sprint and it wasn't even hateful it was just desperate both women were desperate they don't want their five star to end here they didn't go that far to get that far that makes sense so oh my god it's just mm, mm, yes 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 all of this all of this it's not much to say that's the thing it's such it's just a sprint it's just one big sprint never stopped but somehow never sacrificed selling it's a it's a feat of wrestling as a performance art. Like if um, Vegeta versus Go in Noah is sort of a damnation of how far wrestling epics have went as a, and displaying that in a weird art piece. This is proof that they don't need to go that long. This is proof positive that sub-10 minute matches have worth. And I think that's why it, it resonates with me because it's sort of helps that issue I have with matches going long and that problem I had with this tournament where like all the draws felt super super long and yeah it's just lovely Le- legitimate top 10 matches of the year this I cannot um I didn't think anything like that would come out with five star like it never really does at least for me like it's they're always like fun sprints always worth mentioning always worth checking out but I'm never going to top anyone's list but it's top my list here it's going it's gonna, to the only side of matches beating it in my mind are Jungle versus Mayu, the Kagetsu retirement match um, with Jungle, Momo, and Mayu, and Mayu versus Ahura. That's it. This is like fifth best stad match of the year. Easy. Very easy. <sighs> Nothing's going to top that. Nothing's going to top that. That being said, as the block stand, um, Red Stars. It's almost set and stone. So basically, Konami and Himika win. They win the block. And if Mayu wins... No, Mayu's already won. Sorry. If it goes to a draw, Mayu goes through. So literally, we have three people who could, who could get through to the finals. And that's lovely and amazing. And I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. Ah. Ah. This is this is why I love wrestling. Let's just, let's just go on to the next match. So that was Himika versus... Um... Konami and well Mayu could have went through on a draw that was never ever ever going to happen so it was basically this was a block final for Red Stars Konami versus Himika and it didn't feel like a block final it felt like any other like standard five star match and it was fine Konami shooting for um, leg locks and submissions and early going couldn't do it because of Himika so I had to outmaneuver her but Himika just outpowered her and won it was just kind of fine. It was just kind of all right. I kind of didn't get the feeling of a grand block final from it. I just got and kind of got 
this is just another match and what mostly makes it good is I know that there were stakes but there's nothing in the match that made me feel like there was elevated stakes beyond other five star matches I I don't know I feel bad saying that but like this match didn't capture my imagination at all like high five low six for me and I know I'm going to be called a dick for that but I can't help this it's just how I feel damn it Micah vs Zumi was pretty good um, I think these two complement each other really well like we have sort of similar styles of course there's differences uh, Mike is more like to throw a bomb and a Zumi etc but on the whole I think these two complemented each other fairly well not amazingly this wasn't an amazing match or anything there wasn't even that many nice bits it was just a nice little flowing match both shooting for their various submissions Azumi eventually winning and it was kind of sad because like the main bulk of this match is a booking purpose like if Azumi wins Mikey doesn't go through Azumi wins Mikey doesn't go through it's now down to Utami versus Shiri that's actually some really good booking right there <laughs> I'm actually really pleased with how that booking went because it keeps things exciting going through the whole five star you don't always get that you sometimes only have two people in contention on the same day meaning every match on the card is statistically relevant here most matches are statistically relevant um, but loads also and like the next two matches Momo versus Jungle and Saya versus Toro are basically statistically irrelevant I'm looking forward to Momo versus Kiona that's probably going to be fucking great but Saya versus Toro it'll, it'll probably be fine it'll probably be short I hope it's short but that Micah versus Zumi match I'm feeling like a high six it was fun and I enjoyed it Saya Ida has points Saya Ida has points probably not in the way she was hoping though so they started out with like Ida attacking Toro from behind, throwing chops, and then it went into roll-ups, and those roll-ups were like proper, proper GDC stuff. You're there going, oh my god, she's going to get a point. And then B Priestley comes back, and I'm going to reserve my thoughts on that until I have Rob with me to discuss it with, because I want to see them out on a limb here. But also, just hits a B trigger, hits a final cut, and then she gets hanged, as in Sire gets hanged. For the disqualification. Eh. <laughs> like, it was a really fun match while it lasted, and then it wasn't. I'm feeling a five on this one. I think a five is fair. Like, I ended up coming out of it with absolutely no strong feelings, but I had strong feelings during. So maybe it's less because I am actively annoyed now. Five feels about fine. This was just fine. <laughs> Which is more you can say for most Toro matches, so I'm completely fine with that. I'm kind of happy that Ida got two points, but I think it would have been better for her to be less than zero and then have like a vendetta going into the next year's five star. Would she even get into next year's? Actually, with Gaijin, she might not get in. Hmm, then maybe it was the right choice. I don't know. But this is where Rob would normally come in, but this was this was fine. It was just fine. Don't go out your way to see it, though. There's nothing worth seeing here. Oh, Jungle came out and saved Sire. So, I guess that's just going to go straight into the next match. <gasps> Momo. Momo versus Jungle. I can't wait. I can't wait. That was really good. Um, Shuri versus Utami and I, um, the Blue Stars final. And I feel this is what Shuri and... Not Shuri. I feel this is what Micah and Utami go for. It's just Shiri is a lot more tenured, so can pull it off better. But that's not anything against Micah. Micah will get there. She's, I, I believe she's still a rookie. But this was just fucking great. Taking advantage of small things like 
lots of lariats, leaves Utami's arms open. So Shuri goes for a lot of armbars. It's so natural. Why, why don't we do that? Also, um, Shuri goes for what I think was a powerbomb. And then Utami lifts her up into a aircraft crash. It just flowed. It's, that's, that's what the mic matches are missing. This had a really nice flow. And it made the bombs hit harder. Like those German suplexes near the end. Ah. Uh, uh, and then how desperate Shuri was getting. Shuri is really expressive, almost to the point of being annoying sometimes. Like, she screams a lot. Rob's pointing this out, and I didn't really notice it until I pointed it out, but now that I can see it, it's just there, and it can be annoying. But here, it works so well, being so expressive as the time limit gets closer and closer and closer. And Utami not really getting as desperate, because she, she can get through. She still hit some bombs. She hit her... Um, Torture rack bomb near the end of this match as right as the time limit expired. Just great stuff here. Go out your way to watch this one. Um, mid eight, I'm feeling just good stuff. <laughs> Going on to the finals, it's a bit unfair because Himika wrestled what a ten minute match, whereas um, Utami wrestled a twenty minute draw. And right right before the finals, that's a bit unfair. That then again, that's a good David versus Goliath thing right there. David's injured. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay, so I did not see Himika being a heel. She'd been playing babyface the whole time, but I guess he can't not be heel here. It was still really good. This was really, really, really good. So Himika versus Tammy, tournament finals, you know that. Um, the use of finishes or supplementary finishes throughout this five star has really elevated this because we're both hitting moves that won them five star matches. But they didn't finish the match. But you go on the edge of because like, oh, this finished this guy, this finished this guy. Like um, him against Psycho Driver, who she's used to finish loads of people. And I was like, oh, that's it. And it's not it. Despite the fact it's a new <laughs> result. So that sort of speaks to the quality of this match. It does suck you in. I was gasping at a couple of these near falls. But this is simple. It's, it's not a lot to talk about. Like, if this is a sort of elevated as a tournament final, as most tournament finals would be. Um, but Utami sold her fatigue really well. Obviously, this wasn't a fair fight because Himika had had several, well, not several, like an hour to rest um, since her last match. And Utami hadn't. She was in this moments after a 20 minute draw. <laughs> so she was definitely fighting from behind. And she does that really well. We sort of saw it in the Arisa match earlier this year that Utami fights really well from behind. And it made for real compelling viewing. This only went. 10-ish minutes. But again, these, um, the Stardom roster can tell a half-hour story in 10 minutes. So really, that was a blessing because it was as long as it had to be. And that's all you can really ask for. I, I'm giving it an 8, a soft 8, maybe even a medium 8. Really good stuff. Now, on the subject of 5 stars as a whole, I'm going to wait to share that opinion fully. I'm going to I'm gonna like touch on it here before I sign off, but I think I should wait for Rob so we can discuss it a little bit. But I really, really enjoyed this year's five star. Nothing really match VA quality until the end, but like always solid, consistently within the six out of ten range plus, which is more than you can say for the Champions Carnival, even more than you can say for the G1. Like some matches fell below by certain people. Again, we'll not mention them. If I had to pick MVPs, I am going Konami, Mayu, Utami, obviously winner, and Himika. Himika comes out of this 
on a completely other level. And that's the magic of a round robin tournament. It can make stars and this year's stars as Himika and to a, to a weirdly lesser extent in Tami. She has ascended, I feel, but like not quite as much. Shiri, I think it's a shame. I think she had that match with Momo. We'd be singing a different tune. Because she was ultra solid. She didn't really set a foot wrong. It's just she didn't have a great, great performance until the last match. And it's, it is a shame. That moment match probably would have been an absolute blow-away match. They have chemistry, as we've seen in six-man and eight-man tags. But yeah, that's been the five-star Grand Prix. I'm sorry, I'm, I just realised upon getting to the end here, I do not really have the time and I need to get this up to preview the next shows. There's not been a lot added, so I think we can just let the talking for shows be done when we review them next month. That being said, please join our Discord, um, the Stardomcast Discord. Please follow us on Twitter at the Stardomcast. Follow me on Twitter. I'm just going to say my actual Twitter handle at Chris Loves Puro. Follow Rob at the Real Rob Goodwin. And yes, I'm ending off. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if you like listened to this whole. Where are we at? Thirty-five minutes. I'm so sorry because like I I ramble and that's kind of why Rob's here. But Rob can't be here and we need to review five star. So you had me. Thank you for listening. I'll see you later. Uh, yeah, I'll see you. See see what I mean. I'll see you next time. Bye.